March Madness has been phenomenal as always. But the teams that lose, they were overwhelmed. They were overwhelmed by their opponent's physicality, their three-point shooting, their defense, or maybe their offense. But at the end of the day, they were just overwhelmed, and now they're at home watching like the rest of us. And those of us watching, we were a little overwhelmed too, weren't we? The number of games going on, it's overwhelming. But what about in life? What are we overwhelmed by? What, what overwhelms you? Is it stress? Is it worry? Is it too much to do? Well, what if we were overwhelmed in a good way? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson with Luke Heaton. On today's episode, we are unpacking March Madness and how some teams were overwhelmed by a number of different reasons or why they were overwhelmed. And we're going to talk about the number of things in our life that, that make us overwhelmed. But what is the best way to be overwhelmed? We're going to have a fun conversation about it on today's show. Thanks, everybody, watching or listening on a, a multiple uh, of different platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and, and everywhere else. And so we appreciate your support. We always love hearing from you. Bryce at unpackingit.com is the email. And be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. If you haven't subscribed for our, to our email devotional, check out unpackingit.com. We send it out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth just like we do here on the podcast. Also, I encourage you to check out our bracket challenge for the Sweet 16. That's right. We did a bracket challenge for the whole tournament, but now we're giving you a second chance. Now we've seen the teams play. So who do you like? Who's going to go win this thing? We're going to have this, this fun competition. Uh, you can check out the link in the show notes or check out the QR code wherever you're watching this right now. And... Donate to Unpacking It. Support our ministry. Uh, we greatly appreciate your support. And then fill out the Sweet 16 bracket. And we'll have a winner with a $100 Amazon gift card. So uh, enter your bracket today. Also, we want to thank our sponsor, Sugar Creek Coffee. I was telling my wife this morning, it's so smooth. It's such a smooth coffee. I love smooth coffee. And Sugar Creek is fantastic. SugarCreekCoffee.com. Use the promo code unpack i got a text from a loyal listener sent me a picture of his order for sugar creek coffee so he's in are you in have you tried it yet sugarcreekcoffee.com use the promo code unpack save a little money sugar creek coffee roasters they specialize in handcrafted small batch artesian roasted coffee sugarcreekcoffee.com 
All right, so March Madness, the first weekend. It's four straight days of madness. It's intense. It is overwhelming, the number of games going on at once. Thankfully, I had three TVs going, Luke, and even YouTube TV has this new all four games on one channel, which was a game changer as well. And, and so it was, it was awesome. But there were a number of teams just throughout the first couple of rounds where you, you just realize they were overwhelmed by the other team. The good thing is we didn't see a ton of blowouts. There weren't a bunch of, you know, 20 point, 25 point blowouts. We saw a 16 seed beat a one seed. And, and we'll start there because Purdue was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. They were overwhelmed by FDU. And, and what did you make of what now is one of the greatest upsets in, in college basketball history? I just don't know what to do with, with Matt Painter and Tony Bennett. These coaches that are just, they have the knack for being upset. I mean, uh, it's ridiculous when you think about FDU beating Purdue. FDU, the smallest team in Division One, average height 6'3", or and yet yeah. seven foot four Zach Eady, not just seven foot four, seven foot four, easily the player of the year, Zach Eady. And yet Purdue can't win or dominate. They speaking of overwhelmed, their guards were frazzled, <sighs> extremely overwhelmed. They were overwhelmed they, with fear. Fear to shoot the ball. Yes, it was it was weird to watch. This team who pretty easily went through the Big Ten, which, you know, now say whatever you want about the Big Ten, but Big Ten at least had teams with some some great players, NBA talent. I mean, and they Purdue had great wins all year long, and yet FDU, I mean, there's no excuse for it, but as a sports fan, tremendous, tremendous, and I didn't have Purdue going super far in my bracket, so I felt good about that one, too. That's right. That's right. So, Really, FDU overwhelmed them with their speed, their athleticism, their just quickness, aggressiveness, and and it was a lot for for Purdue to handle. What I found fascinating, though, was when FDU went up against Florida Atlantic, Florida Atlantic was just a little bit better than FDU. So they overwhelmed FDU with a little bit more size with athleticism, Mm -hmm. with aggressiveness. Um, and so I was very impressed with Florida Atlantic because I, you know, I just kind of blew them off as eh, they were good. Now they were going up against FDU, but still that, that was, uh, I, I thought they overwhelmed FDU, especially at the end of the game. And we saw this throughout the weekend as well. Certain teams, whether it was you know younger teams or, or teams just not ready for the moment, they were overwhelmed by the moment by, you know, having to make that that right choice on the pass. And, you know, you, you just saw teams where it's like, wait, they just turned the ball over? What are they doing? You got to get the, you got to either get the ball in bounds or you got to get the ball over half court. We saw that. I forget what game that was. But just multiple times where teams were overwhelmed down the stretch. And, mm-hmm. and, and one other, the other big upset, of course, was Furman beating Virginia. What did you find in that game as far as Furman overwhelming Virginia? Well, it was – I still can't get over – Virginia's point guard, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. I don't know if you right. Charles Barkley doesn't know his name. You don't know his name. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, he was a starter on their national championship team. One of the more experienced players in the history of college basketball. He has been a part of so many wins. And for him to panic 
and just throw the ball up right to Furman for them to be able to go up with that three-pointer. It was when they had a timeout in hand. Could have just called timeout. So that that was... And he was overwhelmed by the defense. Oh, and I, I think this... Furman. Virginia plays a slow pace, they which allows them to beat anyone because there's fewer possessions and you can slow the game down. But it also allows you to lose to anyone. And when you slow the game down as Virginia and you're playing against a team like Furman, who now you're in upset mode, and you know this game's going to be slow the rest of the game and they're close, we're not going to be able to pull away. That panic can start to set in because you you start to think, oh, wow, we haven't built a lead. There's five minutes left. I'm not sure what's happening here. And Furman got into the game too, even though Virginia was kind of – it was – it's just weird. Virginia and Purdue. Ah, I know those two teams. It's just they're they're consistent and they're consistent. It's just like in both <laughs> in both ways. Um, well, think of Virginia's last four tournaments, three upsets and a national championship. It's unreal. It, it, it really is. It's absolutely remarkable. And all right, we've waited this long. All right, I got to admit it. Duke was overwhelmed by Tennessee. They were overwhelmed by the physicality of Tennessee. They hit him in the mouth early and and Duke couldn't handle it. They they were overcome by Tennessee's ability to uh, play tough defense and and not really allow Duke to do what they want to do, get to the rim easily or I mean they, Duke Duke was just stuck and and they were overwhelmed by really everything that that Tennessee did and it still was a close game. It was a good game for the, for the most part and and I thought Duke had some chances here and there but uh, I'm disappointed. I thought Duke was going to win the championship. I still believe that they have the the, the type of team that could have done it. Uh, but when you when you lose Mitchell uh, to an injury during practice right before uh, the game, and he's your toughest guy, and then you go up against a team that's going to overwhelm you with toughness and physicality, that's that's a problem. That that's going to hurt you. So for you, Luke, your your Kansas Jayhawks, uh, they were overwhelmed as well. Arkansas, impressive. Very impressive. impressive. And that was the worry. I mean, they've got multiple NBA draft picks on this team. Their recruiting class is ridiculous. They've just been underperforming. But the last two tournaments, Elite Eight appearances. Musselman can coach. Yes. And Kansas undersized. I mean, Kansas starting center is 6'7". So an athletic, long, tall Arkansas team overwhelmed them. And I, I'm wearing my Aggie colors proud today. Talk about overwhelmed. <sighs> Penn State. Come on. They shot 59% from three. Jalen Pickett was playing an old man NBA game. He would back down his defender from the three-point line, and either he would score or he'd pass out to a wide-open shooter. a just had no answer. Mr. Funk, their, their sniper from distance, started like seven for eight from three. Like, there's nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. So watching that game, I'm like, there's yeah, there's no answer. This is just overwhelming. It is. It was for, for Texas A&M, which, which was a bummer because I had them going far as well. Uh, but going back to the, the Kansas loss to Arkansas, really the Arkansas win, and, and Devontae Davis, who had 25 points, his post-game interview Amazing. where he was, he was overwhelmed with emotion and, and I think appreciation and – he, he was reflecting on the hard work that it took 
you know, to get to this point. And I just love that rawness. That's a special moment. I, yeah. I'm a big, I, we talked about it uh, on last week's show. I'm, I'm a sucker for the post-game interviews. And, yeah. and you know, coaches are, do them and, and then players as well. I just, I love hearing what they have to say and, and yeah. you know, it's hit or miss, but that was a special one. He was overwhelmed with emotion. And I think it was, it was really what neat. makes it even more impactful is that this is a dude that has won before. Again, mm. back-to-back elite eights. He's been on this Arkansas team and yet a round of 32 win against number one Kansas brings him to tears. I think just shows the appreciation of doing it again. He doesn't take it for granted, which right. is really cool because he could have, I mean, He's had success in college basketball, and they've overperformed, went over Gonzaga last year. So, but to do it in the round of 32, it's, yeah, it doesn't take these kind of wins for granted. No, it was, it was special. So I, I think Arkansas, they can make a run, no question. Oh, deep, no deep. doubt. Final yeah. four, championship, they're, they're capable of it. Yep. I, I, I believe that. I, don't, I, I can't say they're going to win it all, but I, I think they I think they're going to be right there in the mix. Um, so, you know, we could we could break down every game and, and there were so many games, but there was some element where a team was overwhelmed by something that their opponent brought to the table or like this example, they were overwhelmed with emotion and, and joy and excitement. And, and so there was there was that part of it as well. And then for us as fans, you know, I was overwhelmed. With with the excitement and, and the number of upsets and and surprises and uh, the the games going on and so that was the theme of the of the weekend for for me with with college basketball and, and the NCAA tournament. But today I want to talk about this theme of of being overwhelmed and and, and Luke want to get your thoughts on how this plays out in in your life and and I think all of us can you know relate to this in in one way or the other when when it comes to just feeling overwhelmed by busyness and responsibilities and to-do lists. And it's like, oh, how am I going to get all of this done? I'm overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. Or we're, we're overwhelmed just by, you know, stress and fear and, and worry. And, and so we're overwhelmed with those negative e- emotions. And, and sometimes we get overwhelmed by, you know, the brokenness of this world and the sin all around us and, you know, disappointment and devastation and frustration. And, and we're just overwhelmed by all that's going on or we're overwhelmed by all the change that's always happening in in, in our own lives or, or sometimes just in life in general how fast things are moving it's just overwhelming and the financial situation that's it's always up and down and we're overwhelmed by by that aspect of it and so if we're not careful we can allow being overwhelmed to really derail us and to take us down and and so when you think about kind of this negative aspect of, of being overwhelmed what, what comes to mind uh, for you, Luke? Yeah, I think of, you know, the, the fight, flight, or freeze response to these things. At least for me in my life, I, I freeze. When I have so many things to get done, when I feel overwhelmed with a lot of things, I end up doing nothing, mm. and which makes me then feel more overwhelmed, and I get in this cycle. Yep. Like some people respond, and all right, now I'm going to go work mode. I'm not going to stop. Uh, which can be an unhealthy response as well. I just, instead of even getting one thing done or responding to one thing that's overwhelming me, I just freeze and I I can't do anything. There's too much going on. All I can do is just kind of sit here and think about how there's too much going on and I just kind of get stuck in that frozen state. And and I I relate and and agree. And and I think, you know, as we unpack this topic today, 
this is something that I'm working through, struggling, uh, trying to grow and, and learn is, is how to push through being overwhelmed. And, and you know, I get overwhelmed, you know, being a dad and having two daughters and, and just the, the, the lack of, <laughs> you know, personal time or extra time. It's like, man, I, I don't know how I can get everything done. I got so many responsibilities at home. I got, you know, leading a ministry and, and all that, that, that comes with that. And, and man, I'm overwhelmed by having to raise money and, and trying to keep the ministry going and, and all of that. But, but what, what I realize in when I think clearly is I'm, I'm overwhelmed when I try to do things in my own strength. When, when I try to, uh, you know, just focus on, okay, what I have to do and what I need to do versus trusting God, surrendering to him. And, and so that's, that's the, the, the answer in, in many ways to, you know, combating being overwhelmed. But, but as I was putting this topic together, the, the other aspect to that, that the trust, the surrender, which we talk about basically every week, because that's, that's the, the daily choice that, that we have to make is to trust God and, and surrender to him every day and his power and his strength within us. But what would it look like to actually be overwhelmed by good things and ultimately being overwhelmed by God himself? Mm-hmm. And, and how would our life change instead of, man, I'm, oh gosh, I'm always overwhelmed with fear and worry and stress and, and too much to do versus what if I was overwhelmed by God's love? by God's power, by God's mercy, by God's grace. And I really sat and just, I'm overwhelmed by it. I'm overcome by it. And and how that actually, you know, lifts our our, our spirits and and lifts our our eyes to him and and, and beyond whatever is overwhelming us in in life. And, And so, you know, what if we were overwhelmed by God's goodness? What if we were overwhelmed by his greatness? His compassion, his kindness. We can go on and on uh, of what it would really, you know, daily and 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 regularly just allow ourselves to be overwhelmed as we reflect and think about just who God is, His character, what He's done in our lives, and then to be overwhelmed by His presence mm-hmm. and to experience Him in in, in a real way. Yeah, I, I think. When I think about this, you know, it puts a positive connotation on the word overwhelmed because overwhelmed certainly has a negative connotation, at least in current cultural conversations, feeling overwhelmed, anxiety, those kind of things. But what's really helped me be overwhelmed in by God and the good things of God is really considering his sovereignty. And I've had... Um, you know, people kind of help coach me through this, just considering that no matter what's going on and what's negatively overwhelming me in my life, the best thing that I have cannot be taken away, which is that I am a son of God. God has made me a son through Jesus. And even if awful things happen to me, even if overwhelming things, negative overwhelming things I'm experiencing those. Even if I'm feeling frozen, uh, I don't know how to respond to these, the things of life. The best thing I have cannot be ripped away from me because I'm safe as a son of God. And ultimately, he's sovereign over all of these things. 
and he is working things for my good as his son. Again, I, we say this all the time, whether it may be different than what I think is best for me, but what God thinks is best for me, he will work out. So, but it's taken intentionality of actively considering and just thinking about, no, God really is sovereign. So I'm feeling overwhelmed right now, but I can never lose the best thing that I have. That's not mm. at risk here. Mm. Certain comforts in life are always at risk. Certain uh, relationships, certain activities, interests. There's a lot of things in my life that are always at risk of being ripped away just because we live in a fallen world. But the best thing I have cannot be ripped away. And that's, I am in God's family as a son through Christ. And to be overwhelmed by that truth. And then also to be overwhelmed with gratitude mm -hmm. for what Jesus has done for us. Because mm -hmm. when we're overwhelmed by it versus just taking it for granted, then it's hard. It's a lot harder to be overwhelmed by the, the, the challenges of this life because we're so overwhelmed with, a, with appreciation for Jesus loving us enough to make a way for us to be saved and, and forgiven and, and to, to know him. And, you know, the, the gratitude of realizing, man, he saved a sinner like me. And in, in the midst of my brokenness, he, he still loved me and, and, and died for me. And so if, if we've been walking with the Lord for a while, sometimes we take that for granted. Sometimes we, uh, we don't focus enough on the, the gratitude and the overwhelming love that was displayed on the cross mm -hmm. and continues to be displayed in our lives. And, and along those lines of gratitude as well, my life group, we, we've been last couple of weeks, we're, we're talking about worship. And, and you know, what does it really look like to worship and, and live a life of, of worship? And how do we worship God? And, and I think being overwhelmed by him results in worship or taking a step toward worship allows us to be overwhelmed by him as we, whether we, we sing or uh, respond in, in, in just praise and acknowledgement of who God is and what he's done and, and, and what he's done in our lives. And, you know, even enjoying creation mm -hmm. leads us to awe and amazement when we look around and go, wow, what an artist, you know, God is and creator that he is. And so we don't worship creation. We worship the creator and it, it lifts our eyes to the one behind this. And we're filled with, with gratitude, appreciation, awe, and we're overwhelmed by what God has done. And what he's created and that even being overwhelmed with how in, intricate our, our bodies are. And, you know, when you have a, a child, you, you're reminded of this in such a significant way, too. And you're just overwhelmed by, wow, God is so good and, and above us and, and wise and, and the way it all everything fits together. And, and so uh, that's that's what we have an opportunity to be overwhelmed by. And I think the key is. This is an intentional pursuit, being overwhelmed by God's presence. You start out talking about gratitude. That's a hard thing to maintain as you are a believer for as you spend more experience more time as a Christian. So you first accept Christ, overwhelming gratitude. Oh my gosh, I was a sinner. I had no hope. Now I have hope. For me, even I've been following Jesus for and I'm only I'm, I'm 25. I've been following Jesus for a majority of my life, 
uh, was blessed to be raised in a, a Christian home, learning about uh, the hope in Christ. But it's easy to to kind of either passively or actively neglect that gratitude. You don't live and or aren't overwhelmed in that gratitude. Uh, it takes more intentional effort because you come to Christ and yeah, you experience all these amazing emotions. Uh, this, this reality, I am saved. I'm a son of God. But the older you get, the longer you follow Jesus, it, it takes more intentional effort to, to actually th- consider that. It's easy to get in your rhythms of following Jesus and not actually preach the gospel to yourself uh, weekly or daily. Consider what Christ has done for you on the cross, even though you were saved 30, 40 years ago. Um, and just reminds me of we want to be overwhelmed by God's presence, but in order to, to experience that, we actually have to seek God. And I want to read a really helpful quote from a Desiring God article. He um, says, There are seasons when we become neglectful of God and give him no thought and do not put trust in him, and we find him unmanifested, that is, unperceived as great and beautiful and valuable by the eyes of our hearts. His face, the brightness of his personal character, is hidden behind the curtain of our carnal desires. This condition is always ready to overtake us. This is why we are told to seek his presence continually. God calls us to enjoy continual consciousness of his supreme greatness and beauty and worth. Mm. In reading that, as we were preparing for this show, it was such a great reminder that I can't just be passive and, all right, I want to be overwhelmed by God's presence. No, I actually need to seek after God. And Scripture is clear all throughout the testimony of Scripture that if you seek God, you will find Him. He will draw near to you. But a huge aspect of actually being overwhelmed by God's presence is actually seeking after Him. It's thinking about the gratitude of salvation. It's actually spending time in the Word, intentionally seeking God through various means. Worship. that way that we actually get overwhelmed by His presence. Amen. No, that's tremendous, Luke. And yeah, because you know, on one end, yes, God is with us. If, if we've received Christ and we have the Holy Spirit within us, God's presence is, is here. But we have to be aware uh, of his presence and, and, and the, the intensity of that. And, and so what we're talking about, being overwhelmed by his presence, man, he is right here. The God of the universe is with me. And, and to allow ourselves to be overcome uh with his presence and over overwhelmed by it. Um, so that that's the opportunity that we have. And you're exactly right. We have to be intentional about it. Um, and so we have to have that. We have to create that environment in some ways and, and, you know, remove the distractions and, and everything else and all the other things that are overwhelming us. We have to push those aside and say, God, God, I give you everything mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm currently overwhelmed by. I want, I, I trust you. You're going to give me the strength. You're going to give me the wisdom. You're going to give me the abilities to get done what's most important, to get through the things that I'm facing with your strength. And right now, I just want to be overwhelmed by you and by your presence and by your love and by your grace. And, and, and man, that changes us. That changes our perspective. That, that changes our, our, our outlook and, and the direction that we head that day. And, and, so, and that's an intentional um, thing you mentioned earlier. It's easy to be overwhelmed by the things of life because we're operating in our own strength. But when we're experiencing those things, we ought to trade those in for God's presence. That, that, that's a part of seeking God right. is the overwhelming things, like you said, 
taking them to God and say, God, I give you these. In my own strength, I cannot possibly respond to these in a way that is going to be fruitful. I actually hand these over to you for you to give me the strength, for you to work in them, so that rather than being overwhelmed by these things, I'm overwhelmed by your presence and how you're Mm. working in them. Absolutely. So Ephesians chapter 3, encourage you to go read the whole chapter uh, for the devotional that we sent out. We we did verses 12 through 21. I'm going to hit on just a couple of those verses right now. It says, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. And then later Paul writes, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. And and so we're overwhelmed by it. It's like, whoa, I mean, you love me that much, this much? How wide, deep, long? No, that how high? That, that that's that's what being overwhelmed is. Mm-hmm. And and not just my pastor brought out this little figurine on on Sunday this little Jesus figurine that his uh, grandson gave him. And, and sometimes we just, you know, we have this little Jesus. Yeah, just a little Jesus. Or Jesus loves me a little bit. No, no, no. We, 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 we serve a big God, a big God who loves us. Be, let's be overwhelmed by his power, his greatness, his goodness, and the fact that it becomes so personal to us and that we experience his presence personally. We experience mm-hmm. his love, his power, his goodness personally. Um and, and, and again, the gratitude for him saving us individually. Uh, let, let's allow, you know, allow him to, to overwhelm us uh, in, in so many different ways. I love the beginning of <clears throat> Ephesians 3 talking about we can come boldly to God because of Christ. Uh, we can come into God's presence boldly and confidently. So the reality is God's presence is terrifying for many people because— God's wrath is real. God does punish sin. He hates sin. His justice is real. He is righteous and holy. But God has made a way for us to approach him with confidence that we don't have to we don't have to fearfully approach him. Ah, how is he going to respond? No, in Christ, God has made a way to approach him with confidence and boldness knowing that he receives us with compassion and kindness. And when we really do seek after him, we will find him. It's when, when we are not walking in the ways of God, when we are enemies of God, his presence is terrifying. And you see that in Scripture, when God shows up, the people that are, are living in wickedness have rejected God, are living in rebellion of God. His presence is not a good sign, because he's, he's, his wrath is real, which just makes his grace so great that you and I can actually approach him with confidence, not fearful that he what he's what his reaction is going to be. We know his reaction. It's kindness, compassion, because of what he's done in Christ. It's just the reality that we can actually approach the God of this world, the creator of the universe, with boldness and confidence. Those are the descriptors. That is amazing. Mm. It's, it's almost hard to comprehend as we're even discussing it. It's overwhelming. 
is, it is over. It really is. Think of how small we are. And yet the God who created it, I mean, think of, it, for me, I love just uh, occasionally just thinking about heaven, uh, how it, it's eternity, to think of the universe, how big it is, and yet God created all of that, how much bigger he is than that, and how small we are. That's just, in my finite mind, it's almost hard to comprehend that. It is overwhelming to just think of how big and great God is because the things he's created is so much bigger than us, and yet he's over all of that. Mm. And yet he knows me personally. He loves me. He invites me to seek him, to draw near to him with boldness, mm. even though I am tiny, frail, have no power in me, and yet still he invites me to him is just incredible. It's amazing. So the, the challenge for us today is let's think about maybe even one of these things to be overwhelmed by and, and take the time to really think, ponder, pray, worship, and be overwhelmed by God's love, God's grace, God's mercy, God's power, God's goodness, God's greatness, God's kindness, God's compassion. Let it overwhelm you. Um, and even like, I just think of the imagery of, of just pouring, like, his presence pouring on us mm -hmm. um, and, and, and sort of just get, get in that space and that environment and that, that moment to, to, to allow God to really, you know, show up and, and overwhelm us. So, yeah, I, I heard an analogy a couple of years ago of, you know, God's love and, and presence is like a, a rainstorm, but sometimes mm. we're walking around with an umbrella. Ah, so we don't experience wow. it. Mm. And that doesn't mean his presence and love isn't real. But we're walking around with umbrellas, so we're not experiencing it. And whether that's distraction, sin, rebellion, uh, or just passivity, uh, his presence is there to be experienced, no doubt. But we gotta, we gotta walk around with no umbrella. I like it. Okay I, I'm not that. a big umbrella. I'm not a big umbrella guy. <laughs> I don't like to. I don't, I don't like to fool around with it. I don't like to leave it. I don't. Big, ra I, big rain jacket guy. No, I just. I'm just wet. I just. That's fine. <laughs> That's all right. I, I'm a swimmer. It's fine. I'm good. Uh, okay. all right. I can handle the water. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I don't like messing up my hair, but you just move on. It's True. Fine. Nightmare for the hair. <laughs> That's right. But you just, you, you, I don't, I'm not, I'm not dealing with the, the umbrella. And then you try to get it into your car and you end up getting wet anyway. Yeah. So I, yeah. until they figure out how to really do a good umbrella, I'm out on that. So, <laughs> anyway, anyway, most importantly, let's, uh, let's hopefully leave overwhelmed today in a good way. And, and, and let's not let's not get to that place of being overwhelmed by all the, the stuff in life. And so I, I hope that that as we you know just shift our focus on on God and his, his goodness and presence, that uh, those other things that are overwhelming us today will uh, will be put in their proper, proper place as we trust uh, God and surrender those things to him. So, Luke, great, great stuff today. Great insight. Really appreciate it and encourage people to check out Ephesians three as well. Uh, read that that chapter. It's encouraging. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening today to the Unpacking It podcast. Go fill out your second chance, Sweet 16 bracket. The link is in the show notes. And, and if you're watching this now, you can check out the, the QR code for the, for the bracket challenge, and it'll take you right there to the, the right link. So we appreciate your support. Uh, always love hearing from you. Bryce at unpackingit.com. 
For Luke, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans and follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It Podcast.